1: Welcome. Welcome to the House of Souls, separately a weekly podcast dedicated to all of you amazing people who tune in every single week. Uh, You guys are incredible creators, entrepreneurs, artists, producers, painters, (laughs) multidisciplinary thinkers. I mean, I just I love all of you guys. Uh, Ultimately, I always say people who want to carve their own path and um for a lot of my newer listeners because we've got quite a few i just really appreciate you guys tuning in it's nice to meet you i'm matt Gottesman. you can find me at matt Gottesman on instagram and i just like to give a quick like rundown the show if you're newer as my ogs would tell you is we just don't glamorize or glorify and success because i cannot or my guests cannot define success for you nobody can that's gonna have to be on you and so where a lot of you know, media sometimes tends to portray the end results. I like to feature the journey and I have incredible guests that come on every single week and we talk about you know, what, are we real, what are we realizing about ourselves, about our business, about our passions in real time? How do we pay forward a lot of the things that we're learning that can hopefully be uh, used by you as well? Like in you know, maybe having some tools and defining your level of success. So it's a very important mission of mine because uh, the society tends to use the external metrics as a form of measurement for how you're doing. I fundamentally disagree. I will fundamentally disagree until the day I die. And that's how that'll go. And since there's record of it, (laughs) so um, because it's an inside thing, you have to determine that for yourself. And uh, I have a couple more incredible guests, two guests on today. Yeah, Jackie Parks and Ariel Schwartz they're co-founders of the workshop Pilates and um, I'm going to get into their bio here in a minute. Uh, we're going to be talking about building from scratch that is when you have an idea and a vision and you just dive into the details without necessarily knowing how it's going to all turn out but you do know how it's going to turn out that's why you were jumping in into it in the, in the first place um, and um, doing it with your vision in mind not necessarily having a bunch of investors And, you know, that's I've heard this for years in entrepreneurship, this idea of, oh, well, we need investors. We need this. We need that. You know, no, you don't. Actually, what you (laughs) what's happening often is, oh, I need validation from someone else. Oh, I need somebody else's money to make this happen. Oh, I need other resources than what I actually have in front of me. And I can only speak from personal experience because when I was younger, that's how I think I approached it versus no, if you just jump in and solve very specific problem for very good people, uh, you figure it out from there. So we're going to talk a lot about that. And then of course, uh, priorities, time, how are we managing it? And then being uncomfortable with the unknown. Ironically, I'm more uncomfortable with the known. (laughs) So, uh, the unknown actually is much more fun when you embrace building your own momentum from your soul. Um, the unknown is just giving you signals, in my opinion, signals on what to do next. Without it, you don't know what to do next. <laughs> so, you know, pretty much everything you're thinking, think the opposite is usually what we talk about here on the, on the podcast. Uh, so Jackie and Ariel's background, just so you guys know, the workshop Pilates um, is, uh, well, both Ariel and Jackie have been teaching Pilates for over nine years. I should probably start there. Um, And they hold comprehensive certifications, the highest level of Pilates teacher certification from Pilates Sports Center in Los Angeles. After studying media communications in college, Jackie spent several years running a successful freelance videography and graphic design business. See, we're more than one thing, as I always say on this podcast. Uh, And currently, Jackie specializes in working with private clients who are recovering from injury after surgery or physical therapy. Co-runs the teacher training program with Ariel and oversees social media and marketing. After recently graduating from Breathe Education Australia with a diploma in clinical Pilates, she is able to work in conjunction with the medical community to transition clients into full recovery and return to their usual exercise and activities. And then Arielle began her career in accounting, internal audit, and business risk consulting. Again, do I need to repeat this over and over (laughs) again? But I think it's very important um, because we see this all the time. I've witnessed people become farmers who were uh, CPAs. Uh, I've witnessed, you know, people who just decided to start a winery (laughs) who were, you know, doctors. Um, So I think it's important. We're going to probably touch a little bit on this, but she received her bachelor's degree in business management accounting from the University of Arizona in 2008. Uh, So, you know, I'm already finding her to be a favorite. Uh, (laughs) Currently, she teaches Pilates classes, co-runs the teacher training program with Jackie, as I mentioned, and then oversees the company's finances, performance analysis, and reporting. And in 2022, Ariel received her nutritional therapy practitioner certification from the Nutritional Therapy Association and plans to use this certification to work with clients of the studio to offer a more holistic approach to health and wellness. So you guys know, I'll probably go on a tear about holistic. That's right. You get to earn it in a very healthy, loving way (laughs) for your body because your body is amazing vessel that houses your soul. Ah, ladies, thank you for being here. I appreciate you guys. Yeah, Thank
0: you for having us. It was a
1: long-winded intro, but you guys guys have a good bio. You do. And um, and I really appreciate it. And the the first question is the only one that's ever the same, which is, you know, kind of the how did we get here scenario. Um, Either one of you can go first. But it's, you know, and I say you can go as far back as you'd like, um, but that'll definitely give the context for why we're going to be talking about some of these other topics today. And, you know, so...
2: Yeah, I guess I'll start. So I'm Jackie, just so you recognize my voice. But um, Ariel, I guess I'll just start with us meeting. Does that feel like a good place
0: to start? That's a good place to start. Um,
2: We worked together at another studio, and so we kind of knew each other in passing. I had been teaching for a while. I actually started teaching yoga in New York, and then we moved out here um, in 2000. 14. So it's been a while. It's finally grown on me. Right. Um, but I started working and teaching Pilates. We kind of crossed paths and then I had done my comprehensive training, which is just like the next level Pilates training, uh, I think in the group before her. And so she, actually was in a management position at that studio she sent me an email asking if we could meet and I instantly thought I was in trouble because (laughs) I'm kind of that person I'm I'm the rogue one a little bit more so I thought that was what it was but we kind of connected through that program and then um, I will never forget we were sitting with each other waiting for our dinner after training and she said do you want to open a studio with me and I said no, absolutely not. It <laughs> Thank was you not.
0: For <laughs> I think she laughed. I and definitely laughed. Fully avoided the question. Yeah, <laughs> I was
2: just like, no, no, I do not want to do that. And I went home and I started thinking about what are the reasons that I'm I'm fully capable. What are the things that have held me back from actually doing this? Because it is. It's traditionally in Pilates, it's kind of, you're a teacher and then you, you become a teacher trainer and then you open up your own studio. That's kind of the path. It's changed a little bit now, but at, at the time that seemed what was clear to me. So I thought, well, what is holding me back? Well, accounting, <laughs> financial stuff, like all of the things that I know that I'm not good at. And I was thinking, she's good at those things. Mm. I have a skill, a very specific skill set that she doesn't have and vice versa. And I started thinking, you know, if I was going to do it, this is the right person to do it with. So it's kind of started off as a joke that's not a joke, but like a, a loose idea that snowballed into neither one of us stopping each other Mm. And became a studio. So here we are. We decided to open up a second. We always knew we were going to have multiple locations once we started. Um, And we decided about a year ago to get serious about it. So we're about a month out from our second location. And honestly, at this point, sky's the limit.
1: And you guys do this with family, and we'll get to your side. Well, you do this with family yes. as well. Yeah, yeah. So I have a six-year-old. Just year old. <laughs> factor, you know. That, yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: So first time around, I had a three-year-old. This time, at six, and it's much easier. She's pretty chill and can come along for the ride. But now Ariel's dealing with the toddler and new studio combo. So yep,
0: she's feeling <laughs> feeling in my it, pain Jim. a little more. <laughs> I am in it. Yeah,
1: and your side of the story. Uh, my side
0: of the story, uh, is pretty much the same. Um, I did pose the question. Um, I was in an interesting situation, um, having left the company or the studio that we were working for, um, where I knew I wanted to do more. Um, but it was kind of the same thing. I didn't really think that owning my own studio Um, Or frankly, just ever owning my own business was something that I wanted to do. Why? Um, If you
1: don't mind me interrupting. Yeah, no,
0: absolutely. Um, I think like my personality type, you know, the accounting kind of type A analytical uh, person. I'm just a rule follower. And Mm -hmm. so I always thought that I thrived under situations where things were assigned to me. Um, and I could follow directions really well and I could perform that way and that was how I measured success and the idea of taking a risk and Putting it all out there and it having having it belong to me and, and us um, Wasn't something that I was sure I felt comfortable with
1: what about and I know you're still giving the, the background but yeah now that you moved out of the Rule following and becoming the rule creator. Mm-hmm. How's that? Changed? It's the best thing. Okay. She's thank very you. good at everybody it. Everybody listening, She's thank you. She's
0: very, very good <laughs> at it. It is the best thing okay. in the world.
1: Yeah. Okay. Now, yeah. sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but no, I just like, I like, and thank you for being honest about because I think that a lot of people love when structure is given to them.
0: Yeah.
1: We need structure. Yeah. I found it's a lot different when we make the structure ourselves. There's a different responsibility and accountability and discipline and everything that comes from it, including our, our identity from the inside out versus being given an identity or attaching ourselves to one because another structure was created for us. Yeah. I think the whole world is going through that right <laughs> now. All the whole world, just keep that to a minimum right now. No, so, I, yeah, I uh,
0: absolutely agree. I think my identity prior to all of that working in accounting consulting, it was based off of of performance but i still never i never really felt like i belonged or that Mm. it was what i was going to want to do forever i was always looking for a way out yes so so jackie was my way out no i (laughs) (laughs) i had left the sort of corporate world um a few years prior to that and so i was working in a management position like she mentioned at another studio um, and so I kind of got to see from the inside how it was done. And that gave us all the ideas of how we how could to do, do it better, it differently. <laughs> I,
1: I actually, I do, I really do agree with that. I think it's great to either work for somebody, whether it's an entrepreneur or an organization or something. You know, I tell this to my nephew all the time because he's he's he loves his world that he works in, but he works for a major conglomerate. And yeah. he's promoted often, but he's like, he, he would do it differently. Yeah. And I'm like, just keep paying attention to how you would do it differently. So you're young, I was like, you're 20. So like eventually, you know, when you get older, you'll know what you how you want to do it differently. So I do think that it, it's good to have that. Yeah. I didn't necessarily. Yeah. I consulted with big brands and I was like, this is not what I want, yeah. <laughs> you know. So,
0: yeah, I think it made our process a little bit more methodical yeah. because we really had this example of uh, inside knowledge, I guess, or or what we how other people were doing it. Yeah. Um, and saw the opportunities for how we could do it differently um, so that it would um, really benefit who our clients were going to be, yeah. like, that it was and for them.
1: To uh, Jackie's point, so she's is she the creative? You're the creative marketing. You know, you can see how the outward facing side of it allows you to communicate to the world yeah you can see how to make it happen from Ariel I'm talking to, so I keep yes. thinking like there's like video cameras on us and stuff, but like but so everybody listen, but for you then it's you know you're making sure that that world has the infrastructure has the the financial means yep. and you know and and that's good I mean and yes you know did that just like she was worried about the finances were you worried about the oh. creative and the
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I say all the time when people walk in the studio, we get a lot of comments just about how beautiful the space is. And yeah. I say every time, that's all Jackie. <laughs> like, yeah. It's the creative side, but it's also the really visual side of, of the studio and bringing it all together and creating that environment, the aesthetic, the, the vibe, really.
1: So the rule... Um, breaker got the rule follower but she never tells
0: me no (laughs) so i'm very
2: infrequently does Uh, she she keep me in a box so i think that's why it works so well. that's actually
1: that's very complimentary because um especially if you're coming from corporate infrastructure um creativity which i i play in that category i i actually now thrive on the union between both of your sides It, it took me a little bit of time um because actually their side is actually quite creative. They don't even know it. Yeah. In my opinion, you know, yeah. like the finance side can be very creative. It, yeah. But I think it's really cool that you don't, that you allow her to thrive in her role because that's in essence like what helps attract. But you also keep the support of like it remain like a possibility. Yeah. We need, you need both. They cannot live without each other.
0: Yeah. And, you it's, know, We say all the time we have complementary skill sets, but we also know when to kind of just stay in our lane. Yeah. Um, And that helps us make decisions really quickly. Um, We stick to the decisions that we make. um, And that allows us to progress and move forward and and grow. Um, And it's, yeah. It works. Yeah. <laughs> it really does work. It yeah. we
2: and I, I guess we get asked a lot how how we make it work, and I think we're very both very aware of what our strengths are and what we're bringing to the table. And for me, I'm I'm an operations like in the studio person through and through. And Ariel handles so much stuff, like specifically just going (laughs) through like tax season and Uh, um, getting the process of getting (laughs) our new studio finances in order and all of those things. I'm just like, thank God (laughs) I do not have to deal with that shit because it's just not I could do it. Sure. And she could piece together my side of things. But it's so much better when we can just let each other do what we need to do and it and it works really well and so we had a big joke about us settling our scores like with a bowling game and how we would need to do that because we love to go bowling and we've never had to do it once (laughs) so no nothing major knock on wood but it's just been really good it's very fruitful i think too to have somebody so we're going through this process now of getting ready to open up another location and all of the things that are involved in that and just having somebody else that understands it and not another entrepreneur and that all that support is really great, but just having someone else who's feeling the weight of the responsibility of that yeah. and just, you know, calling each other and, and saying, you know, are I, I just need to like complain about this yeah. and, and I don't need solution based communication. Like I just want <laughs> yeah. to complain and just understanding that is just really honestly priceless with this, uh, endeavor. Yeah.
1: I recently, well, I've always thought about this, but then I recently learned from a jujitsu standpoint um, when I was, I was talking to Iron and Gracie about this. And he said that um, a lot of times it's just energy we have to let out. Yeah. And the venting, whether it's a venting or in a case where somebody is, you know, he's saying like um, when they're they're really frustrated, they're making a bad decision and they're just they're just going like let them after about 60 to 90 seconds, the energy is out. Yeah. And th- so holding space is, is whether it's, you know, in a defensive mode mm-hmm. or like you're talking about jujitsu or in life. Right. Mm-hmm. Like allowing the space for someone to just communicate how they're feeling. And then the other side, not judging, not thinking anything other than like, OK. You want me to keep listening? Do you need any advice? Do you want any help? Like, what do you need? Yeah. You know. So that's cool that you guys have that.
2: Yeah, we can do that very easily. Yeah, but yeah. better than any other relationship, I will say. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so you know. it works out well, which I feel like we're more tethered anyways than any other relationship. But yeah, it's just been really a really great experience for us to early on, and and we were not friends. Like we were not close. Mm-hmm. We knew each other, kind of, but we were not Mm. close. So we had never hung out outside of being at work at the same time together.
1: Uh, Which is cool, though, as well, because it's a friendship founded on building something together. Yes, And um, so your your personalities are working well together. And then the interest of what might be going on outside of work starts to come in after versus, you know, Maybe sometimes you see a lot of times friends who they're friends first and then they start a business and they're like, Is this how you've always been doing work? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? like, did <laughs> exactly. I just not know this before? Yeah, it actually you know.
2: created this sort of inerrant respect for each other right. because we weren't, you know, in that sort of emotional like friendship connection ahead of time. It's just I respected what she did, she respected what I did, and we have we have a shared vision mm-hmm. that has never wavered. Um, So I think that those things have been really beneficial in the growth of our business and that's great, but also how it trickles down to our employees and our clients and their experience.
1: You guys are covering a lot of ground between the two of you because when you're doing business, finance and operations and marketing, I mean, these are the fundamentals for making the business work, Mm -hmm. if you will how what have you attributed to you know you mentioned we we're going to talk about like community mm-hmm. and I, I think community is everything um, because if you're serving the community they're actually very gracious with us mm-hmm. because if you make a mistake they're like yeah that's okay what else do you need and you're like uh i'll get right <laughs> back to you <laughs> yeah. you know um putting that first where if we're in service they're actually giving us a lot of grace mm-hmm. um in return and they admire us trying to help them and bi- I say basically business doesn't have to be complex. Mm-hmm. I think the business world makes it very complex because of a lot of other things. But yeah. um, what have you noticed um, in building your community that has like, helped really make it thrive?
0: I mean, I think the first example that comes to mind when you phrase it that way especially is like we opened in January of 2020. Mm-hmm. So that was two months before the pandemic. Right. and. We were, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> unknown. Yeah. we were we um, were even I think before the pandemic started in the process of opening our business and writing some of our you know what are our key values um, we really just wanted to make all of the decisions that we could that would benefit the clients the most so not what was selfish or um, things like that and the pandemic just gave us that first opportunity uh, to put that to test. So we um, were just very transparent and communicative. And obviously our clients at that point understood we were a brand new business. um, And in turn, they just wanted to support us. Mm. Um, And for example, people saying that they would keep their memberships active and that they would continue to pay, even though the only thing they could do were a few of the online classes that Jackie was trying to teach on a mat, which were a reformer based studio. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I think our community since then has only grown and they really do just truly support us in everything that we do.
1: Yeah, I, I think, and then I want to hear from you about this. Mm-hmm. I think you pivoting and still trying to help. And people recognize that. Again, business doesn't have to be hard when the, we know the people that we're serving or we're helping the people that we're serving. And we're like, hey, I've got an idea and here's how I can still help you. Yeah. They admire that. They're like, thank you. Like, you actually care about me.
0: And we didn't <laughs> you know? try to be something that we're not right. at the same time. We were also very honest about, like, yes. we didn't have the technology. We didn't, you know, spend a ton of time or money trying to do something um we just knew that our clients wanted to see us and have that connection and it was so much more about that than it was a workout i mean people yeah. wanted to move their bodies of course and, and keep doing things like that but it was more just getting on the screen and seeing our faces and getting to talk a little bit and that was that was what people wanted and needed
1: it's hundred percent and I, I want jackie to 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 chime in here in a minute um that's iteration and creativity. Um, when a company is iterative, I see when I've consulted with big brands, which is kind of shifted now, um, they cannot move fast as what you just did. Most companies and brands can't perfectionism. It has to be right. I need all this tech. I need all this money. I need all this. And I'm like, they need you and that's your problem. Yeah. And it's actually why I, I almost don't even bother anymore because, and I mean it in a healthy way. But it's it's very much like you can't move as fast as the people who are doing it just like you. And that's actually probably more spiritual part of the conversation to another <laughs> conversation, but that's where <laughs> we're also heading and that's what's actually taking over online are the people who are admiring exactly what you're talking about. It doesn't need to be fancy, it doesn't need to be a big production, it doesn't need to be all the stuff that these big brands don't get. It needs to be you. Yeah. It's, a, yeah. it's all they yeah. want, you know? For and then sure. when you do that, people are like, Thank you. <laughs> you know and and that's hard for um you know you were in media you were around a lot of like you you know how the brands work you were in corporate you know how are mm-hmm. like no 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 if they see this and we make a mistake and you're like okay the mistake will actually 10x your growth they don't believe that <laughs> yeah they no. actually don't believe that I, when i've had people correct something i'm like oh my god thank you for finding that They're like are you, are you are you serious i'm like yeah thank you they go tell a ton of their friends now the community grows yeah
2: yeah I think, um, and adding on to that, I think the thing that makes us, and, and that really builds our community from the inside out and our messaging, and I'm big on experience and building a brand that has an experience from when you walk in the door to when you leave, what that feels like, is we really truly believe and know and understand that we're in the service industry. And I think with Pilates, it gets a little complicated because you're an individual teacher and you have your own strengths and you have a following on TikTok or Instagram. And so you start to see yourself as this singular, you know, as an individual and not necessarily as a part of a team. And I think in our own ways and how Ariel and I have grown as teachers and just strictly from the teaching side of things, as we're, we're different teachers, we have people who love my classes and people who love her classes. And I think as a young teacher, it's very easy to get sucked into this idea of, Mm. these people are here for me. They wanna hear me teach. They wanna hear what I have to say and what I get to provide to them today. And it totally warps the idea that at the end of the day, we are providing a service. And so we have an amazing staff now that really understands that we're here to serve. And we talk about it all the time in our teacher training program. At the end of the day, they're paying for time to be there. And how can we make that the best experience for them? And I think that that, above all, has helped with our growth and the experience of the client in the studio. Now, they get to see Ariel and I. As we grow, that's going to wane, you know, for sure, that, that they're not getting those touch points with us. But we've made sure that we've put people in place that, that truly believe that Immulate. I'm serving you and that's what I'm here to do today. This isn't about me. This isn't about my TikTok. This isn't about, you know, the, sh- my, the show that I'm going to put on today. It's about the clients and I think they feel that,
1: I you know, I love that. And, and it's true. It's um, it's interesting how people will come in for you and then over time, you know, as they meet others within the community. Yes. And I'll I'll even be reminded that we have an online creator community There's a couple hundred people in there. And it's interesting where they come in and then I didn't teach the other day. And they're like, man, Nadim's was so good. I still love your stuff. And I'm like, it's all good. (laughs) I was like, I, I like, good you want you, that? yeah I'm like as long as you are getting whatever you need out of being in the community yes you know?
2: and just us really feeling like the people that we are bringing up into management roles or teachers that we're trying to elevate in our space yeah. we want them to be better teachers than we are we're moving out of this teacher space into business owner space yeah. which is an identity crisis mm-hmm. for us and it makes <laughs> us feel guiltier. it makes the us feel disconnected or whatever that is, but we can't teach this forever. Like we're already struggling with, I'm teaching all day. Can you handle emails? Can you do this? Can you do that as we grow? It's just yeah. not realistic. And so we need to put people in place that that have that same energy and, and we really have. And I feel so, I, I want them, I want clients to like their classes more than me. They're teaching more than me. Yeah. Yeah. They should be better, better than me i'm and i i just i love that like i love that energy in our studio i think we both are so excited about that especially with teacher training like we want to train people that are can run circles around us (laughs) with teaching i mean isn't that the dream
1: isn't that what's supposed to be taught in MBA school (laughs) but wasn't when i was there um it's very true it that's that's what makes, I think, one of many things that make a, a business thrive. Yeah. And I remember some of the best advice I had heard was from when I, I consulted with um, Mo at Hennessy. And th- there was a director there. And he said, I was like, I, I have no understand- I have no idea why you, you hired me. I was like, I don't know anything about this stuff. <laughs> you know? And he's like, well, I don't know anything about your stuff. Right. And my job is to hire people better than me. So that way, if I have a lot of really great people around me that do what they love to do yeah. better than me, then in a few years I won't need my job and I'm like, what? You know, I, I understood it, but I was always an entrepreneur. But I was like, what? And he goes, if I've done my job so well, I can be removed from it. The results have shown from me getting all the right people in place. I've done my job, so I can continue evolving into wherever I need to go. I was like, wow. Yeah. Can you teach the rest of the world that? <laughs> it you <know>? It's <laughs> so, a really, you know,
2: it's been an interesting identity crisis. I don't it think is, we've yeah. been able to always articulate that we're feeling it. Um, particularly when we just have full days where we're out of the studio now, we're always working 24... Speaking of uh, priorities and all that stuff... We'll move into that one right here. It's a (laughs) a 24-7 job. You just don't turn it off. You never are not thinking about something or like the toilet got clogged last night. And I'm like, am I going to have to run up there tonight and deal with that? Or there's just these sorts of things. And we have really as we move into this next phase of, you know, our growth, we could own one studio and Ariel and I could teach 20 classes a week and that could be the thing that we do, but we've never wanted that. We've never, ever, we love to teach. It's a great modality for our entrepreneurship, Mm -hmm. but we want to grow. And so it's been such a weird I don't know if do you have anything to say about it? it's. It's like, a, it's, <laughs> not, like, yes, I it's not necessarily <laughs> imposter syndrome. We believe that we are where we want to be and where we deserve to be. It's just this odd shift in priorities, honestly.
0: Well, I think it comes down to when we talk about how we got here, you know, we, we yes, we always envisioned growth and more, but I think at the very core of why we opened our own studio, is because we both really loved teaching Pilates. We wanted to do it in a space that felt really good to us, um, and to do it without a boss. <laughs> to do it the way that we wanted you to are do the it, boss. <laughs> you know. You oh, know, I mean, it, it came. It came from a a place of being passionate about teaching Pilates, mm-hmm. and so as we move away from that, it is uncomfortable. Um, and it's been part of our identity for almost a decade now so even though we've been business owners for three and a half years it's still yeah
1: we're always a student we're always a teacher right so and whether it's in the mastery of your the pilates and the the training or in business Mm -hmm. and one supports the other, the other supports the other. And so that's kind of, you know, There, so you're never, you're only elevating the identity, in my opinion, you're only elevating the identity, not, you know, moving out of it. It's still a part of you. Yeah. It's helping fuel the other part, right? Yeah. So time and priorities. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so I realized that the podcast is called The Hustle Sold Separately. It was never meant to be about hustle culture as much as um, putting in the right quote unquote work for anything and everything in your life you know because everything great requires a discipline however we also don't want to succumb to hustle culture because I have found that hustle culture is very go 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 go, go, go do, do, do 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 and I became a very systems person over the last few years so I had to learn your side of the business even though I was very creative um, I figured out that systems are actually very creative and systems allow us to do more in less time, prioritize differently, more efficiently, remove 90% of the bullshit that's out there that is distracting us um, so we can focus on exactly what makes sense while having flexibility to deal with the clogged toilet that's like running, <laughs> runneth over, you know, whatever it might be. How? Talk to me, each of you, about how you're thinking about time and priorities and that is a practice that I think is lifelong and it never stops. I, I think it's getting better and better, but it's like each new. Like there's a there's like a new like glass ceiling <laughs> each time. Yeah. I'm like Oh, there's a lot more to this.
0: Yeah, I love what you said about the hustle culture because mm-hmm. it kind of even ties back to the like girl boss type idea that you know we're meant to do everything um, and that we can have it all um, and I, I think that we um, have had to just really be aware of that especially in the past few years. I mean having young children at home mm-hmm. really changes the perspective on that um, and so we want to be the best business owners that we can be but we also obviously have to be at home and be moms and partners and all of that. So, I mean, I think for me personally, it is ever evolving. um, And -hmm. so much of it is dictated by my two year old, (laughs) you know, I mean, he in the past year or two years of his life, um, his schedule just changes constantly. It's just the nature of having a toddler. So, um, you know, whether he, was being, um, if he was in childcare with my mom or a nanny and what hours that allowed me. Um, or now he's in school, but those are different hours. Um, my fiance also owns his own business. So we're constantly trying to balance our different schedules um, and this idea that it really is on 24 7. So life is 24 yeah. <laughs> 7. Yeah. Life is yes, Exactly. So I don't have. I mean, for me, it's just a constant adjustment um, and and balancing act and harmony. And And, yeah, yeah. (laughs) and learning to give myself grace as well and give myself downtime Um, because that hustle culture and that girl boss culture for a long time told me that that wasn't okay. And so you felt that guilt when you took the Mm -hmm. downtime. And so Jackie and I, I think really both personally over the past couple of years um, have been on this journey um, within ourselves to make sure we're still taking care of ourselves because it benefits our business and it benefits our family. Um,
1: You're very visible when our behavior is important to the world. I you know you you've got all these labels in an external world girl boss this, mm. alpha male that, this person this this like all these things and like, mm this constant competition, no, (laughs) whatever is right for you in the world that you want to build from a holistic, soulful place. Our identities are more than just the external, right? So you can be a business owner and a mom and a partner and that is the totality of everything that you want to create and it doesn't have to have a label to say like, I'm going to have it all be it all, do it all. And like, you know, it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. that's validation sounding. Yeah. Versus what do you want? Mm-hmm. And then what's cool is if you and your partner know what you guys each want and you're constantly checking in, you get to continue creating this beautiful kingdom around you guys that works for the greater shared vision of life. Versus whatever you do, I'm going to do it this way and I'm going to do it better <laughs> and you're this and I'm this group and I'm part of that group and this tribe and this tribe. And it's like yes. and it's OK to have communities and yeah. tribes, no problem. But when it starts to get to the labels and it's like, you know, and com- competitive and I want to compete with myself mm-hmm. and so that I know that I'm I'm here to do what God had me come here to do. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, And I wanna hear your thoughts on that. Because I and and especially also with, you know, family and time and priorities. Sure.
2: Um, and I do wanna say Ariel has really taught me the boundaries around work stuff. I don't know (laughs) how else to put it. Well you're a creative, so you Um, love it. I'm creative, so it's kind of I will not do something. Now this used to drive my bosses crazy when I was a graphic designer. I would wait until the inspiration struck Uh, me there's I can't I cannot (laughs) give you 10 drafts of stuff I think is bullshit I will give you the best thing 10 minutes before the meeting and it will be done and it will be exactly what we want but I can't do it before then so when (laughs) I have to drop everything when those things strike and that is tends to be my process but I do shield Ariel from that but a lot of client (laughs) communication stuff I always was very anxious about. We need to email that person back immediately. We need to call that person back immediately. We need to text back, even though they text in at nine o'clock at night. We need to be there to respond. And (laughs) Arrow is so good about just being, you know, not vocally, but just getting to things when she gets to them. And they always get done. And it's taught me, because I was operating from a very anxious point, of um I need to get this done right now or get it off my plate and I was never having any quiet time ever and uh dealing with the phones and emails and it just never stops and I really learned that a lot early on that things are not going to get catch on fire and die and our business get ruined if we wait till tomorrow to answer an email. It was like such a great lesson for me honestly and not where I was operating so for me in the structure of my household is I have a six-year-old. She's in school all day. It's great. But we, have, we both have very set amounts of time we can get work in. We can work from 8, 9 to 3, and that's it. Weekends are family time. We don't really tend to work on the weekends unless we have special things going on at the studio. Um, but that's it. And our business day stops at 3. And then anything that we have to do at home is within the realm of being mothers. And so it's really challenging. (laughs) It's so challenging. And so uh, I think that we've really figured out, and now my daughter's a little bit older. So I have, I look back on, you know, with us trying to communicate and all the things going on, I'm respectful of her being at home with a child and she's respectful of me being home at a child and we will have like Sundays usually we don't communicate very much unless something's going on to give that space for family time mm-hmm. and then I think both of us have with a business and uh, getting really run down have made our own health a priority and have been really respectful of that with each other like do you need to go do that thing go do that thing like get massages go get your hair done get your nails done. Like. To us, that's a business, to take care of ourselves is a business expense because we run the business. Yeah. So it's justifiable in every way to have those days where we just need to unplug responsibly.
1: This is life design. Yeah. You, When, when you really think about around the clock what you need to constantly optimize and thrive and sustain and show up, that is being responsible.
2: Exactly. In
1: a world, in a business world especially, that has not thought about that. That's that's now new age. And you're like, no, that's just <laughs> smart. And you should have been doing it a much longer time, and yeah. so do you guys will hustle the hunt last hundred years. But um, I like that you have boundaries now. Their chaos is not better, your chaos. Better boundaries. <laughs> right. Their chaos is not your chaos. Right. And I have found that, oh my God, this is happening like I'll get to it tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. after my four hour morning routine (laughs) that I do from not routine, but like I like my business, my creative, my reading, my praying, Mm -hmm. I'll get to it. And when we prioritize time like that, my head is clear. Yes, your chaos is not my chaos. So I can solve your problem like that in two seconds. Yes, if I run into your chaos, Mm. you've just created more chaos for both of us. And I probably made a mistake. Yeah. And that's what I don't, that's why I love that you gave that to her. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I've, I've yeah. learned a lot from yeah. that,
2: especially with that sort of client experience. Because I am right. the experience. I want to make sure that we're answering you right away. And this, I think there is never an instance that I am DMing someone on Instagram <laughs> about being late to a class next week and expecting a response right away or whatever the situation is. And so I think that was, I was operating from anxiety and control a hundred percent. And there are times in our business, what we're going through right now um, with the new studio, we need to be on top of it and we need to be in control and we need to do those things. And there is a time and a place for that in business, Mm. but we have spent a lot of time in the past few months optimizing ourselves mentally spiritually emotionally as best as we can in the situations we're in and i'm i'm coming at this second studio in a completely different headspace than the first time around completely different and so much more at peace even in the chaos of just (laughs) like i know it's gonna be great and we got this and i trust her and she trusts me and we trust the experience and the product and it just makes it's it's just been more clear to me.
1: I have found that priorities, discipline, structure, and scheduling actually make our creativity expand, Yes, not contract <laughs> yes. it. Yes. And that was hard for me. Was that hard for you? Because like you said, oh, how you were when you were a graphic designer. Well, I'm not going to just give you 10. And when the, the creativity strikes, and you'll have it before the meeting. Right. And I, I very much used to operate like that. I have more output than I have ever done in my entire life right now, creatively and in less time. Yes. With a schedule and discipline and structure and calendaring and all those. She's things. also taught right. me that. It's very by it, force. It is, it's interesting, <laughs> by right? By force. <laughs> it's totally counter. In, it, yes. I don't want to say counterintuitive. It actually makes a lot more sense now, but it was interesting how I didn't, I couldn't see it as a creative. I couldn't see it. And then right. I'm like, oh, because when I'm dedicating this time, to mastery and um, and prioritization and, you know, refinement and loving on the thing that we love to do. Of course, it's like a muscle that builds and it actually Mm -hmm. only expands, right?
2: It becomes a skill more than a reaction. There you go. Creativity is like, oh, I got it. I'm going to make this now. Right. That's very reactionary. And I, I truly don't have time for that like i don't have (laughs) time to just sit around and think of you know about all the things that we'd like to do it goes back to what ariel was saying about decision making we're really good at making decisions and we're both very good at executing our parts of the business so having a little bit of space for myself to say okay every month we're having marketing meetings now we can go through the entire month There's so much less chaos of, okay, we know it's going to get, and not that we do, we've never even advertised our business besides using social media. So it's not like I'm running these huge ad campaigns. I am just trying to be creative with how we're approaching things in the studio or how things look online, all of that kind of stuff. Um, It really doesn't become a huge priority when we have other fires to put out. Yeah. So, you know, we want to make sure that we're present online and that things look good and that our merchandise is cute Mm. and current and different. Um, But we have so much other things on our plate that sometimes my creativity gets lost in that. Mm. But how we approach each other and the business and and honestly, just the creative output of teaching. I'm still teaching privates multiple hours a week where Mm. it's. I'm seeing them two three times a week it has to be different each time
1: <laughs> I call it business modeling yeah when I teach I do I so I have private sessions with or private clients um, and helping them with their systems and the creativity and the business structure and all this stuff um, especially with like building big community all these things and I immediately bring it right back into my own businesses so it's actually very helpful again teaching others helps us in the refinement of what we're trying to build overall yeah. right
0: yeah, we find that all the time in our teacher training program. Right. Like it brings us back to gets us excited again. Yeah, yeah right. like exactly. We're gonna teach you Pilates, yes, but we also get to talk about all of the other factors. The what it's like working with people and and building your brand, who you are, finding your identity as an instructor, a teacher, um, all of that. And it's so much fun going in and teaching a class or a private after a weekend of teacher training you just feel this like renewed sense of energy and passion and it's part of your original
1: creative soul dna of like the the it's the basis of what everything else was built upon so yeah it's still there to fuel the big vision right you know um same for you
2: yeah for sure and i think too it just brings us back to our our root of what we're doing Mm -hmm. and we have this greater, um, you know, we've, w- everybody obviously has had different experiences with different jobs that they've had, and we have both had experiences. We both come from a corporate background. Then we get thrown into this fitness environment where <laughs> it's not run with any sort of structure or, or just intention sometimes. Um, because like I said earlier, the path was I teach Pilates then I teach other people Pilates, and then I should open up a business. It's not for everybody to open up a business. And I think we both had some varying experiences where we thought this isn't being taken as seriously as it could be as a business. And so how do we go into a teacher training situation and we start to grow our teachers and grow our business and we take this should be a career option for people if people want to do it let's make it happen let's get these teachers now what are we going to do with all these teachers we got to open up more studios we have to run this like a business not a side project or anything like that because at the end of the day we have people that are signing up to take our teacher training because they want to help people mm-hmm. why should we limit we can't like we we are so passionate about that that I want to open up studios everywhere so that anybody who wants to help someone has an avenue to do it. And Ariel's, her, her money signs are starting <laughs> to go off over <laughs> like, there. Every time I'm just Jackie
0: says this, and I'm like a little bit but nauseous. But it <laughs> should be, those
2: are the people who should be growing and opening businesses, right? Are The people who see the intention behind what we're doing and saying, this should be a thing. It should be done well, it should be run well. We should manage our staff like staff. We should treat them like people and grow their passions and their skills. And it just because it's Pilates or yoga or fitness, it doesn't need to be a free-for-all experience mm-hmm. for the teachers. And I think our own experiences in that have made it say, we wanna take our girls and like, let's make sure you make enough money to live. Let's make sure that we give you options that we didn't have and in order to grow and bring those people under us we have to teach them that philosophy
1: this is a very I like to call new paradigm thinking I feel I used to feel lost preaching this for like the last 10 years Um, new paradigm meaning like ironically corporate was good at structure and missing out on everything else you just said in my opinion that's Mm -hmm. just my opinion my question is do you think okay yes i agree that not everybody's meant to be an entrepreneur but i struggle with that i actually think that they are when they remove themselves from a corporate identity that beat them down out of their soul (laughs) and when they're in their soul and they operate exactly like what you're saying which they are flocking online to doing so and starting to do i want to be of service i want to help Oh, shit, this is turning into a business. Right. I got all these followers now. Yeah. Oh, they want this help. Let me make this better than the way I saw it done in old paradigm. Yeah. Do you think it's possible that there are a lot more entrepreneurs out there than they realize when they come with it from your approach, both of your approach of I want to be of service. I know it can be done better. It doesn't, of course, it doesn't matter that it's, Pilates or art or dance they I I was recently asked um, is it art or is it business and I said it's both Mm -hmm. and they need each other and a lot of times creatives have a hard time turning it into a business Mm -hmm. and I'm like you're the most viable one to make it turn into a business you have to manage it to see it flourish in all of its capacity of what it can go Mm -hmm. so I guess the question going back again is do you think that there's probably more people, whether they are Pilates teachers or in any other discipline out there that are more entrepreneurial than they realize, given how we're able to do things now compared to what was taught or what was been programmed the last 80, 90, 100 years,
2: yeah, you right. know,
1: because we are living in a different time.
2: Yeah. Well, and I think Ariel touched on that earlier. This feeling of I, I like to take rules. I, I want somebody to tell me what to do and I want to be a part of uh, machine that's being driven by someone else and i think i feel that way too naturally give give me a project and i'll execute it right um and i think some of the things that we find are the hardest is um there's no one to tell us what to do that's it and we for (laughs) so long operated in this our peers were other pilates teachers those were our peers right online in the studio whatever that is that was our community we've stepped outside of that our peers are now other entrepreneurs where to search for that where to feel comfortable i mean i feel uncomfortable sometimes sitting in the presence of that because it's very inspiring but i don't i haven't hit my i belong in this group now Mm. so it's been something that's been really interesting and I think we are really just Pilates specific interested in organizing the other studio owners or the people who want to be studio owners and kind of sharing like sharing this way being honest about it and talking about how we really legitimize this as a business and you know we both I think I started probably like 10 different businesses before we got to this one um, which was great for me. I started and zero. <laughs> zero. Um, just creative things, you know, different things like that. Uh, and I learned a lot from that, but we, we just hit on the right thing for us mm-hmm. and each other at the right time. And I think taking yourself, I would have been inspired to do that sooner, to your point, by surrounding myself by, with people that I was inspired from outside of just my field, you know and po- like podcasts are huge now we when we were getting into this in like 2018 now I just I have so many podcasts I listen to they inspire it's me wild, they, right? they yeah. give me a peer group right. versus us just being in our own little bubble of you know other people that are doing what we're doing
1: it's so wild. When it this, is wild when this podcast started there was only 70,000 total it's so wild to think about, too.
0: So wait, how many are there now?
1: I think it's, there's millions. <laughs> there's got to be millions, yeah. of, millions of podcasts. Be. Yeah, but it was so it was interesting how so this one became popular fast because of um, there wasn't as many <laughs>
2: <laughs> by default. <laughs>
1: well, and you know, in social media, the original social media accounts that I had, and yeah. you know, um, but yeah, yeah. and then like now growing the second one. Um, which is it will actually eventually trump this one faster in terms of growth, which is ironic. Well, no, it's not ironic. It's <laughs> different because of actually using tools and marketing. Yeah, you yeah. know, but um, and I, I would love to get your take. And then I want to follow up with something that you said, Jackie.
0: Um, so to your question, I I do agree with you. Like yeah. I do think that there are probably... When I look at it from my perspective as someone who didn't Did want to be yeah. an entrepreneur, yeah. um, I do think when you strip away some of those things that you talked about, there probably are more people out there that are fully capable of doing it when they're doing it with like a true intention yes. and being honest with themselves about why they're doing it. Um, I think... For me, in my experience, I saw, in a way, the opposite of what Jackie was just speaking to of, um, you know, maybe a situation where it was trying to be run too much like a business and it was taking out the meaning of the service that they were providing um, and it was taking out the human element of the people that were providing that service. Um, and it was just, you know, when you try to fit people into a really small box, um, especially people who are teaching Pilates, because most likely it's some sort of creative outlet for mm-hmm. them. Um, and when you try to put them into a box and tell them exactly how to do it, they're, they're not going to want to do it that way. So, and and therefore, your only option is to then run it as a business um, and replenish turnover yeah right and and constantly do that um so i think there's also that you know flip side of what we've seen so too corporate too business like and a little bit too unstructured not knowing the direction that they wanted to go
1: i recently said if we employ our soul as the head of the company i love business i love free capitalism <laughs> <laughs> not crony capital conscious capitalism as they also call it um which higher retention higher retention of employees greater care of your employees and colleagues higher retention of customers you know all those things um each of you brought up a really good point i want to touch upon um sarah so you know i i that i mean i'm glad we agree but i think you're such a perfect example coming from corporate because um well actually both came from corporate but this idea of um yeah, I do think, and actually now I think about it, you both made really great points about from coming from corporate and then also environments, we are stripped away. and brought into this box and staleness and removed of our creativity sometimes and operating from the soul. And so what have my own business? No, 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 no. And to your point about the rules we do, we do need structure. We need to have structure to create thriving, sustainable lives. And you made me think of a, you know, when I think about entrepreneurship, creating rules I didn't know I needed versus being told rules I should need. That's what changed because when we are making the rules responsibly, but we're making the rules, we are having to ask ourselves, what do I need and how would I like to do this? Now I'm taking accountability over my life. So it's, is it on, is it business or is it life at this point? Right?
2: Right. Yeah. Right.
1: You know, and then in that, Oh, I can do this. I've just been told so long how it should look. And here's how everybody else has presented it to the world and how they're living in their homes and their cars and with their salaries and with their, you know. And, and I get it. I get it. That, yeah. that, that has been a picture that's been painted. And it's hard to be like, am I really going to give up this picture? Like it has kind of felt good. Yeah. But Jim Collins said, you know, if you're gonna go from good to great, right? Like and we have to kinda of let that um great is no, I gotta trust my soul. There's something bigger going on here. And it'll be fine. Yeah. And then of course it's wavy in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Right? I
0: often reflect back on the look of an entire office worth of coworkers when I told them. Yeah. why I was leaving my job.
1: How like, did that go? <laughs> I, it's always like, why? Oh, okay. Like, good, <laughs> good luck. luck with that. Yeah. Well,
0: yeah. and the best part was, so Until I asked for a job. I left that, <laughs> well, I left that job. Um, and it was a wonderful <laughs> company and I loved everyone there and they had supported me. Yeah. Um, they, I'd moved, I worked for the company, different office in Australia for a few years and then came back. And so they took me back and then I said, oh, actually, I'm going to go do this. And then I was working for another, you know, studio for a few years. And then Jackie and I decided that we wanted to open ours. And I thought, well, okay, crap, I need to make some money then. And so I went back again and they took me on as a contractor. Perfect. Um, But it was still (laughs) with that like, oh, yeah, you're back. Okay, cool. Oh, Oh, wait. And you're going to open your own studio. Good luck with that. So. It makes me really happy when I have old coworkers who come in and take class, right. and they're like, "Oh, you're doing it!" Right? You
1: know, it, they're um, they're more inspired than you think. Mm-hmm. It's just y- we shake their nervous system because they know you're not going to fail. They're still worrying about if they would if they were going to leave. Yeah, and they want to leave. Yeah, a lot of times, not even and, uh, even if they like their their industry or their job or whatever it might be. But I think that we're always, we know, we know internally what we know, we yeah. just do. And it's scary sometimes, not for us, but I'm just saying for a lot of people, when they see you're shaking something up inside of them, that's why you have to be very careful about where we share news with. It's only because it's like, like you yeah. know, I mean, now you get so much further along that you're like, are we really gonna have this conversation? Do you wanna sit down and like do a therapy <laughs> session? Because like, this is not about me, this is about you right now. <laughs> let's do this, I feel for you, let's have that talk. What's going on at home, what's going on at work? You know? <laughs> yep. yeah
2: definitely we i think with that sort of overarching vision of who we wanted to be and what we wanted to create and when we were literally just talking about this on the phone this morning everyone around us is always telling us how cool it is and how amazing and we're young women and we're young mothers and everybody is always telling us those things. And to us, you know, we're doing our jobs and we're trying to execute them to the best of our ability and stepping into this identity of it's inspiring other people. And we all, a lot of our clients are older than us. And I think that, but we all have some younger too, but a lot of them are, are older women. And it's just such a interesting dynamic to- it's a different generation. To seek yeah. and accept respect mm-hmm. in our roles and really at the end of the day, understand we take every nice thing that is said to us or email that we get, or just these kind inspirational words, we carry them so much with us. But to really start, I think where we're both at, just from i i don't know if it's a spiritual or an emotional level to embody that mm-hmm. and to really feel that because that is scary that's so that feels like so much more responsibility than just doing our job mm-hmm. like we're p- people's place to escape motherhood craziness <laughs> or their jobs job. at lunchtime or to bring health back into their bodies or for me with privates literally just an hour to talk to someone mm-hmm. <laughs> honestly about whatever is going on mm-hmm. it's it's their therapy or or if they're an older client perhaps the only interaction that they get that week outside of their home and carrying that with us sometimes it makes our job easy right cuz why would we not want to do that to the best of our ability but it's just the heavy part of it's the intention of of our business
1: Do you love what you do?
2: I do love what I do.
1: So the responsibility is not as hard as you think no. it's just grace right it's no. just, well, I mean, just learning grace. to
2: step in
0: in and hold that and just,
1: it's a lot I, it's, yeah. it's, it is a lot it's
2: wonderful yeah.
1: it's
0: overwhelming right. i think sometimes i don't know you can tell me whether you agree with this or not jackie but i think sometimes it's that we think it should actually be harder or that it That's yes. it right there. The yes. nervous system is like yeah. I want to be nervous. I'm feel, not used to not being nervous. Right. It should feel harder, but right. then when I think about right. it, it's like, oh, should this we- is the <laughs> the best thing. I go into yeah. the studio and it's the best part of my yeah. week. It's the best I feel all week. Like, yeah, it's. Yeah, that, it's not, I it's think not hard. Should, yeah.
2: No, it's, it's
1: not, it's not supposed it has to its be. its moments, but it is yeah. very
2: natural. There's a flow right. to it for us. And, you know, at the end of the day, as far as running businesses are concerned, it's, it's not complicated. Right. It's, it's something we get to inject passion into over other things, but it is just, yeah. It, this should be harder. We should be having more issues. Let's open up a second. Business. Let's open up a second <laughs> location. That right, will help with that. Create, yeah, we created yeah. our own issues
0: with yeah, that one. That but but humans will be humans. Will it be humans. It's
1: just
2: mm-hmm. this. It's just this wonderful experience. We have done what we set out to do. Yeah. We re- we really did, and so you know, we both are just. I do get walking what you mean. in that. It's great.
1: I definitely get what you mean, though, because um, when people say like, "Look what you've done," I'm like. I'm just getting started. I have so much more to I'm do. Like, I'm just getting started. <laughs> this, is like, just this is just concept one. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. So I, 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 I do. I do. And I think um, when you're very clear and directional on everything, um, the it's more of the frustration of, can I go faster? Yeah. You know, because I want only because you're enjoying it so much and you want to do all the things. But it's also the patience of doing them in its time and, and being a part. Of, present of the process and all the things, right?
0: You could not have just explained our past week better than you just did. I just did on (laughs) a podcast before here. (laughs) I was
1: was talking about clarity and direction, like, you know, uh, because I was asked, like, are you, do you, you know, is it always, like, this zen and i was like no i'm like i'm actually i have to learn a lot of i and i i do i, I cut a lot of grace because when you're clear in your direction like you know what you want to do there's so much i want to yeah. do it all yeah. you know and i can i see and it now. all it's like a <laughs> gigantic matrix of like i was like, I have it even all mapped out on a gigantic glass blackboard at home i'm like this is how it is you know this is how the <laughs> mind right, <laughs> right. i'm like cool okay what's next you know um yeah. okay so anything that like that's coming up obviously there you know you're, you guys are doing a lot uh, anything you want to talk about that the studio's do any anything about how it's set up or the um you know how who like what's going on with like the classes you can talk about all of anything that's the business related so especially whether people are out of phoenix and scottsdale and are visiting or are in town you know and can partake or anything you do online give it all all of it yeah, <laughs> a little
2: summary. Sum it up. I think um, so. Right now, obviously, our external focus on the business is getting the second studio up and running, but that will be basically a copy of what we've already done. And so, our studio in McCormick Ranch, mm-hmm. it works. It's great. We're busy. It's thriving, and we're you know, adding some elevated elements to North Scottsdale just because of things that we've sort of learned or that we'd like or need or just even interior design things that have changed so it will be the same energy that we've interjected into our current location and I think the thing with us in our classes Ariel and I have designed classes in a schedule that is really accessible to everyone we really, really love the idea that a beginner or an advanced practitioner can come take a class at our studio. Because of how we've taught our teachers and how they teach their classes, It anybody can come and take a class and get something out of it. And we have all levels in our classes, which are great. We have different class types. Um, everything is really well designed I think again going back to the experience of the client but just to create an environment of growth and support um, we have workshops we're we're doing a fundamentals workshop this weekend at the studio that we do pretty much we're trying to get on a monthly basis but the idea of our name the workshop was that we would be able to house um, and host workshops for our community that was obviously tabled with covid for a while but we offer those for free at our studio we bring in people who know more about other things than we do because we get asked a lot of questions um, in the health and wellness space we bring people in that come and can answer those questions or provide different services meditation sound bath we have some nutritional stuff coming up we offer that as a community event in our space Uh, we just wrapped up our teacher training but we'll have another one in the fall which we're excited about. And Um, what else am I forgetting?
0: uh, I think you pretty much hit everything. Um, Our teacher training program, when we first opened the studio and started running our teacher training program, we were using a program uh, basically that we had purchased from other studios. Um, We have since over the past year and a half, um, created our own. Um, And so our plan is to also work on growing that um, and making parts of that accessible um, to potentially people that are not located in Phoenix. Licensing. Yes, Licensing. yes. We were, adding, so, we're adding all that on to So we're point. working yeah. on all of the ways that we can make that um, uh, more digital um, and, yeah, things like that. So hopefully that will be coming up in yeah, the next year or so. so. Oh, yeah, that's, that, just that's another project. Big,
2: I think our big, you know, if we're going to talk, about funneling everything down into the things that we are passionate about and in the pilates industry taking our teacher training program that we've we've written to really be digestible Mm -hmm. to take it and and put it out there and make it digital and offer it to other studios uh, uh, studio owners that we know that that are dying for teachers well let us do your program for mm-hmm. you. Um, that is a separate part of our business that actually still encompasses our goals as yeah. a business and something that we're excited about. So once we get this uh, next studio open,
0: that's going to be our big focus for the maybe rest of the a year. retreat or two in the future. Yeah. yeah, retreat. Well,
1: you can do. I mean, that's the beautiful part about design. You yeah, know, you can create any way you want, and I think it's a great idea when it's, you think about it, your brand and a style of teaching. Well, yeah, you're bringing that to other people yeah licensed of course yeah. but no. <laughs> yes that is Just saying. that is on our plate you so know.
2: we're really excited about that. So our heads are kind of in the cl- weeds right now with what we're doing, but, that we, we always keep that little how can we you. grow in the, how can you. we grow yeah. in the back of our brain i got so, you that that's stuff's
1: easy i'll a few phone calls and you'll be you'll yeah, be straight that's <laughs> right yeah
2: so yeah we've got i think i think if even if people are local and they go to another studio in the area mm-hmm. it, again we have really sort of crowdsourced what experience and environment and style of classes mm. that we think is it's really helped us with our success but it's because the service that we're providing is really wonderful and it is unique to the area i would just love to have anybody come and at least try a class with us and and see why we're different i mean i really truly believe that we're offering something very unique
1: automatically you're going to be different yeah it's it's run by two different souls than everybody you know i was once taught about markets being saturated and that there's always competition. There's always competition and um, and the goal is to not look at it as competition. The goal is to um, help the people you serve. Yeah. And um, because people you serve won't forget how they felt with you and they can go anywhere else and you welcome them to do whatever they want because you are honoring the individual in them but they will always remember how they feel with you which is why they will always have an experience with you which is why they will always come back no matter what
2: 100%. That's yes. that is what that. we have found.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh where can everybody find you guys online?
2: We are probably most active on our Instagram account which right. is just the workshop pilates that's kind of where we house everything but we also have our own website. It's uh theworkshoppilates.com. And then we just, as if we didn't have enough going on, got our own app. And so in the app store, it's just the Workshop Pilates that has all of our scheduling, pricing, every everything in one place, which was a really um, big goal of ours for this year. And mm-hmm. we did it, and it it's great. So any anything the Workshop Pilates, you'll you'll find as us long as they online. Google it, they'll find it all. Yes. yes.
1: And you know, I like you said, you know, as, as if we didn't have enough on our plate. But the irony is, is you put. Another again I hate not, not hate to say I like saying it systems yes exactly because, yeah. it um, makes us more e- systems e- easier. makes it have more time yep. and less friction and le- like you know and less resistance for how people can interact with all the things that you do
2: yes exactly and without
1: yes. taking away from your time and families yeah or theirs yes so, exactly yes amazing <laughs> Um, I say this to everybody that comes on the show. You're welcome back on anytime. It's a journey-driven podcast, so we can easily, in about a month or two, have like a slew yeah, of other... Yeah, <laughs> let's get a, a follow-up on the second location. Of, yeah.
2: Yes. And we are planning on opening up in um, our new location in North Scottsdale sometime in May. Um, we're still on track for May, so we're we're almost there. And that will be open, and we'll have everybody sort of up to date with that on our socials and as that comes about
1: perfect because by the time this comes out, it'll be just about that time. Great. Perfect. So everybody, next week, you can go right to their <laughs> their new location. <laughs> oh, no pressure. No pressure. I'm just okay. messing. I'm just messing. Now, uh, any final thoughts you guys want to share? Anything? No,
2: no. Thank you so much. I feel yeah. very inspired and reinvigorated. We always get a little nervous before these things, and it's a good reminder to talk about the thing that we are literally the best at talking about, and that's yeah. our business. Yeah. I was just thinking about yeah. a moment ago.
0: I was like, oh, thank goodness we did this, and... <laughs> the end of this week specifically. yeah i'm feeling reinvigorated so great conversation thank you breathe, breathe, <laughs> yeah. now we breathe
1: <laughs> no we no breathe. It's, yeah. it honors mind just the same you know yeah. i uh, i really appreciate having you guys on and i just i think it was really helpful for the audience um you know touching on partnership and building from a deeper rooted place than a commercialized place even though the deep rooted place Can become commercial esque Mm -hmm. from Mm -hmm. running a business that's not necessarily um, the way. Again, like I love referring old paradigm, new paradigm. I just I think we're living in a beautifully abundant time that's done differently than it's been in the last you know well, hundred and some say six hundred years. So it's been a very we're in in a major shift and it's being done differently. And I like accentuating that. I like that you touched on the whole of the life and not the hustle of you know, these individual identities and yeah. you guys are doing great. Thank so, you. thank yeah. you. Yeah. So I look forward to having you guys back on. Yeah.
2: Thank you, you so that. much.
1: And for everybody listening, I appreciate you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Um, the workshop Pilates.com Yep. And the workshop Pilates on Instagram. You will find everything else from those two basically. Yes. Right. And yes. the workshop Pilates app but again workshoppilates.com you'll be able to find everything Uh, and there's online training on there as well too right
2: we have some stuff on youtube (laughs) but it is from the pandemic that was part of our pivot but we are always open to uh new things in the future as far as online training i will take care of that for you we'll have a
1: conversation here in a minute (laughs) (laughs) so that's easy um, that's what our my side is easy. You do Pilates. Perfect. <laughs> no. yeah. um, amazing. Okay, well, they'll find everything that they can there. And, of course, they can always reach out to each of you. Uh, individual Instagram handles, do you want to share? Or? Yeah, sure. Yeah.
0: Uh, mine is Ariel Schwartz Pilates. It's more pictures of my toddler than it is of Pilates. But it's that's me, a- so... And, that's good. Yep, and I'm Jackie
2: L Parks on Instagram and there's about four pictures and I do believe that they include my daughter a lot, but that's where anybody can reach out if they have want to have any other conversations or talk to us about anything.
1: One thought to add to both of you and your personal Instagram, I taught at a mastermind, well, just a, an hour talk, mm-hmm. and I asked everybody in the room to raise their hand if they had ever sold a product or service from posting content other than their product or service. 100% mm-hmm. of them raised their hand. People buy from who you are in this world, yeah. not you constantly saying... Pilates, do play. Pilates, <laughs> do it. but when you say, "God, I love Pilates, I love my family, I yeah. love this hobby, I love this part of the business, I love this marketing, I love this breath work, I love this piano playing, whatever," mm. people love it. So actually, you're <laughs> having children all over <laughs> your, your child it's all co- over connects that, them to Yeah, us. it does. It's yeah. like, oh, there's yep. a human behind the, the brand. Again, we're exactly. we're looking. We're in a time now more than ever for human connection and community and not the old paradigm yes. boom all right full circle <laughs> so uh thank you guys for tuning in uh be sure to check out jackie and ariel workshop pilates.com and the workshop pilates on um, instagram and of course you can um, go to their personal uh as well instagram and then if you need anything you can reach out to them just you know they're busy so if they don't get back to you right away it's because Jackie has put in some very discerning boundaries <laughs> that they'll get back to you as soon as they can but um, as always I love you guys thank you for tuning in uh, please continue to leave the written rating and reviews um, they mean everything especially in, in uh, expanding the show's reach and uh, for Jackie for Ariel for myself the was sold separately we're out